Hello, welcome to the Show Oshibeson podcast. Show Oshibeson is the lead pastor, Grace Made Christian Center, where we raise change agents. We do hope you'll be refreshed by God's word today. Happy listening. All I want is for you to be glorified. Is that all you want this morning? Can you shout Jesus? Shout Jesus. All I want is for you to be glorified and be lifted high. Come on, clap your hands and celebrate Jesus this morning. Wow. Glory to God. Ah, Karabakas Shatak. Please take your seats in God's presence. That was heavenly. Praise God. Wow. Wow. All I want is for you to be glorified. For you to be lifted high. I don't know about you. I don't know about you, but I can speak for myself. I live for him. I live for God. I live for Jesus. Everything about me, all I have, who I am, everything is for him. Everything, my family, my children, my wife, everything is for him. Everything is for him. My money, my car, my children, whoever I am, whatever I have, everything is for him. My business, my ministry, everything is for him. Every single thing is for him. I'm telling you, everything. Lift your hands and say, Lord, I give you my all. Say, Lord, I submit myself. I yield myself to you. All I want is for you to be glorified and be lifted high. In Jesus' precious name. Come on, clap your hands and celebrate Jesus. He's worthy of our praise. Glory to God. All right, talk with me your Bibles, please. The book of First Samuel. As we proceed in our teaching series of Unleash Your Greatness. Glory to God. First Samuel chapter 17. It's a very popular story. Praise God. It's a story of David and Goliath. Praise God. If you grew up in a church and you don't know about this story, um, I don't know the church you went to. Praise God. First Samuel 17. It's a long reading, so I'll just try to make it very fast. Are you there this morning? Praise God. First Samuel 17 from verse 1. It says, Now the Philistines gathered their forces for war and assembled at Soko in Judah. They pitched camp at Damim between Soko and Azekah. Saul and the Israelites assembled and camped in the valley of Elah and drew up their battle line to meet the Philistines. The Philistines occupied one hill and the Israelites another with the valley between them. So they were the Philistines were on this side. The Israelites were on this side and there was a valley, like a low point between them. Do you understand that? All right. And there was a valley between them. A champion named Goliath, who was from God, came out of the Philistine camp. His height was six cubits and a span. 
He had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of scale armor of bronze weighing 5,000 shekels. On his legs, he wore bronze greaves and a bronze javelin was slung on his back. His spear shaft was like a weaver's rod and its iron point weighed 600 shekels. His shield bearer went ahead of him. Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? And are you not the servant of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. If he is able to fight and kill me, we will become your subjects. In other words, we will become your slaves. Uh, but if I overcome him and kill him, you will become our subjects and serve us. Then the Philistines said, this day I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing the Philistines' words, Saul and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. They were afraid. Now David was a son of a prophet named Jesse. Who was now? David now comes into the picture. So David was the son of Ephratite named Jesse, who was from Bethlehem in Judah. Jesse had eight sons, and in Saul's time he was very old. Jesse's three oldest sons had followed Saul to the war. The firstborn was Eliab, the second Abinadab, and the third Shammah. David was the youngest. The three oldest followed Saul. But David went back and forth from Saul to tend his father's sheep at Bethlehem. For 40 days, the Philistine came forward every morning. Talking about Goliath. He came every morning for 40 days. Morning and evening and took his stand. Now, Jesse said to his son, Now, David was tending the sheep of his father. Praise God. Now, Jesse, who was their father, remember, there are three sons, also the first, the second, and the third born, were already in the battlefront. So, their father, you know, figured that by now they would be hungry, and then he called on David and says to David, David, I want to go and give your brother some food because they will be hungry. Early in the morning, David left the flock in the care Okay, verse 17. Now, Jesus said to his son David, Take this ephah of roasted grain and these ten loaves of bread for your brothers and hurry to the camp. Take along these ten cheeses, the command and order. Let me just skip for fast reading. Early in the morning, David left the flock in the care of the shepherd, loaded up and set out as Jesse had directed him. He reached the camp as the army was going out to its battle position, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines were drawing up lines facing each other. They were drawing, you remember that in secondary school? Like if you, if, if they born you well, there's this line, cross this line. How many of you did that? Praise God. So the, the lines were drawn as he was talking to them. Okay, what verse were we? Yeah, 22. David left his things with the keeper of the supplies, ran to the battle lines and asked for his brothers how they were. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine, 
champion from God stepped from his lines and shouted his usual defiance and David heard it. Whenever the Israelites saw the man, they all fled in great fear. Now the Israelites had been saying, do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy or humiliate Israel. The king will give great wealth. The king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. He also will give him his daughter. So the king, whoever goes to fight against, I'm trying to just read the story so you can understand. So the king now says that whoever can go and fight this man, I will give him a lot of money. And I will give him my daughter. Now, back in the days, if you marry the daughter of a king, you're literally made for life. Praise God. So David understood. So David, now he says that, and his family, he will exempt from taxes in Israel. Now, taxes in Israel at the time was a big deal. So if you don't pay taxes, you'll be regarded as someone who is, you know, opposing the law, and then you can go to jail for that. David asked the men standing near him, what will be done for the man who kills the Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that should defy the harmies of the living God? They repeated to him what they had been saying and told him this is what will be done for the man who kills him and all that. Right? David said to Saul 32, Let no one lose heart on account of the Philistine. Your servants will go and fight him. Saul replied, You are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man. How many young men do I have in the house? Praise God. And he has been a warrior from his youth. But David, this is so profound. But David said to Saul, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. And when it turned to me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. Now when he did this, no one saw him. No one knew him. Praise God. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God and all that. And Saul dressed David in his own, you know, tunic. He put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fasting on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around, but he was not used to them. So he was trying to wear, you know, what soldiers wear, but it was too heavy on him. So he had to drop it. Praise God. So you know the story and how David defeated Goliath. Lord, we ask in the name of God, you would bless your word in the name of Jesus. Speak to us the way only you can in the name of Jesus. Help us to understand the subject of greatness and bring us into a new dimension of greatness. In Jesus' name, and just say a loud amen. And just say a louder amen. So we started discussing about the subject of greatness. Praise God. We started a discussion about three weeks ago and we said that the concept of greatness is from God. God is the one who invented the principle or the idea 
of greatness. We did mention that greatness is a concept of a state of superiority affecting the person, object, or place. We also said greatness is the quality of being extremely good in ability, in quality, and therefore admired by many people. We said that greatness is not social media relevance. Greatness is a journey. Greatness is not overnight, but over time. We said greatness transcends you, so it's not all about you. Greatness is in our DNA as children of God. Greatness is attainable through consistency, diligence, and hard work. Greatness is accompanied with economic power, and we saw that from Genesis 26, from 12 to 13. Greatness, also we said, bring about an influential name. Praise God. So we talked about how greatness happens. And we said greatness happens when you leave your comfort zone. We also said that greatness happens when you expose your mind to greatness. Greatness happens also when you desire and you're hungry for greatness. And last Sunday, I spoke about the fact that greatness can be increased. Psalm 71, 21 says, Thou will increase my greatness and comfort me on every side. So greatness can be amplified greatness can be increased Isaiah, Genesis 26 13 the Bible says Isaac was great he went forward until he became exceedingly great so we see there that there are levels and dimensions to greatness praise God we said also that greatness is in the heart as a man thinks in his heart verse 23 7 so is he we also said that greatness you know, it can be associated with, you can associate with greatness. And we read about the story of Abraham and Lot, how Lot was blessed and became great just by following Abraham. Glory to God. We also went on to say that greatness happens when you recognize your land. So Proverbs 12, 11 says, He that tills his land shall have plenty of bread. So we said that it's important for you to identify and locate that land that God has assigned you to and assigned to you for you to walk in the greatness that God has earmarked for you. Praise God. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. Are you in church this morning? Praise God. So how does greatness happen? We continue that today. Greatness happens when you're prepared for your season. Greatness happens when you're prepared for your season. Can we just appreciate the great service for that powerful, anointed ministration? Awesome. That was mind-blowing. Praise God. Glory to God. Alright, so we see here the story of a man. David is one of the most successful or greatest, you know, people in the Bible. And this is because the man rose from literally nothing to becoming the kind of person that he was. Because that's the reason why today we can still talk about him. Praise God. And you see, the story of David and Goliath tells us or brings us to a place of understanding where we know that if God is on your side you can achieve greatness so it's not a function of where you are it's not the function of who you know it's not a function of your age because they, they told David you are but a young man so it's, it, it has nothing to do with your age glory to God 
It's just a function of God backing you up. Glory to God. So greatness happens when it's your season and you're prepared for it. And we read the story of how Goliath was defying the armies of Israel. And of course, nobody was going to face Goliath because there are situations that you find yourself that you are asking yourself questions like, how am I going to come out of this situation? I don't know if you've been in that kind of sport. I mean, of you have been in situations where you, you tell yourself that I don't think I can come out of this. Anybody like that? I remember when I was in school, I found myself in a very bad place. My results were missing. It was a very terrible place. I never even thought I was going to graduate. Praise God. But somehow God, God made the way, praise God, where there seems to be no way. And I'm saying to somebody this morning, God will make a way for you where there seems to be no way in the name of Jesus Christ. So we see, we see David coming from nowhere. David was just a man who was at the backside, a young man actually, who was at the backside of the desert just doing his thing, praise God. But God had greatness in mind for him. And the journey of his greatness began when he began to serve. When he began to serve, when no one saw him, when no one noticed him. The Bible says that David was tendering, was attending to his father's business. He was taking care of the sheep. He was taking care of the animals that was kept under his care. Glory to God. And he was doing that without no one noticing him. So greatness comes, right, in the place of service. God is the kind of God that rewards your service. The Bible says if any man desires to be great, let him serve and that's why you see people there are people that join a company they remain faithful they begin to serve without anyone noticing them as it were over time you see them begin to rise people join a church praise God as just maybe an usher and they begin to serve and they are faithful and they begin to rise glory to God that's the way that it works and then we see this man, David, praise God, who was just on the scene, who just came, not having greatness in mind. He was not, he didn't come for greatness. He didn't come to defeat Goliath. He was just going about his own business. He was just going about serving. And some of you here, you need to understand that your greatness will meet you in the place of your service so he was just serving he was just doing his thing praise God he had no idea that God was orchestrating greatness for him glory to God so there are a lot of people who are seeking for greatness without thinking about serving so this man, was, his focus was not on becoming great or becoming known or becoming famous. His focus was on service, glory to God. And God is a God 
that when he sees you in the secret, he rewards you openly. Glory to God. Somebody here, your time of reward has come in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. So he was just serving. He was just serving. I will never forget. You know, when I, when I started out my life, when I left school, I, I was just a full-time, you know, pastor. I was just, you know, serving and all that. And then, I was just serving. No, you were just serving. You're not expecting, mean, I had no, I had no, I had no plan. I had no plan. I had no, I had no ambition. I had no ambition. I was just serving. See, it's now that, you know, as I grew, I was like, what, what was I even doing? That's why when I engage some younger people and I see that they have no plan, I, I'm like, okay. But of course, as you grow, when you engage with people and those who were at your level, three years ago, tell you that, oh, do things this way, you can learn from their mistakes. Praise God. So at that, at that age, right, about 20, 24, 25, there was no ambition. There was no plan. There was no desire for greatness. I was just serving. But you see, in that place of serving, I just began to rise. And every place that God takes you through is for a purpose. Whatever you do, maybe in the house of God, maybe you sold, you know, in a, we had the men's meeting yesterday and the guy, one of the guys who came was talking about how that he was just a dishwasher. Everything that you do, every stage that God takes you through is preparing you for the greatness that he has in, in store for you. Glory to God. So there is no time, all right, that anything that you go through, any place where you're serving is a waste. Everything and everything is preparing you for the greatness that God has in store for you. Glory to God. So David shows up on the scene and he says, what shall be given to this man? Glory to God. And he began to ask questions. Praise God. So you need to understand that the way God works is that God sometimes prepares you for what he has prepared for you. God prepares you for what he has prepared for you. And sometimes the, the place of preparation is not, is not a good place. Glory to God. It's not a place that a lot of people want to be. Everybody just wants to come into greatness. Just come into line. But it doesn't always work that way. God takes you through a journey where sometimes no one will see you. You'll just be there serving. You'll just be there doing your thing. But God is preparing you for greatness. Glory to God. Say glory to God. Greatness is achieved when preparation meets opportunity. There are a lot of people that are not prepared for what God is bringing them into. A lot of people are praying prayers that they are not ready for. Glory to God. You know that if you're not careful, if you're not prepared to have some certain level of breakthrough and greatness, that greatness will crash you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you agree with that? There's one guy who just came into limelight all of a sudden. You could tell that I wasn't prepared for it. Praise God. Some of us know him. 
You understand? You know him. You, you, you can tell that this one was not prepared for it. And that greatness that he has, he has come into is that greatness that would, that would bring him down. That greatness. You know, glory has weight. You know that. May God not bring into what he has not prepared you for. Ah, you didn't say amen to that. God prepares us. Glory to God. And you see that David was just at the backside of the desert, just serving. And then God had a bigger and a greater plan. Glory to God in mind for him. Praise God. The next one greatness is achieved when courage is present. Greatness is achieved when courage is present. And your courage must be based on a divine revelation that God is your backup and that with God on your side, you can achieve greatness. Glory to God. David said that who is this uncircumcised Philistine that is defying the armies of God? So I'm going to go after him. I'm going to go after him not because I trust in my ability but because this guy is talking down on God. He's talking down on, on, on God whom I represent. Glory to God. This Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? So you must have that courage that is backed up by a revelation. And you get that revelation in the place of encounter. In the place of prayer. In the place of the word, that's where you get that revelation. The part of the jaws is a shining light that shines brighter and brighter. That scripture to me is not just a scripture, it's a revelation. I can never have a better yesterday. Not because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be bold, alright? Or I'm trying to be confident. My confidence is based on a revelation that comes from the place of deep meditation and intercession that the paths of the just always shines brighter and brighter. So when people say things like, I cannot be broke again the rest of my life, they are not just talking. It is based on revelation. So you can come to a place where you have the revelation that you cannot be small in your life. It's a place you come into. Glory to God. Say glory to God. So it's an understanding that comes in the place of revelation. Glory to God. Now where I want to narrow down here, and God told me to, to, to say this. Greatness come when God gives you an idea whose time has come. Now, trust me, not everything you do translates into greatness. Not every job you take translates into greatness. Not every career you find yourself translates into greatness. Not every activity yields results glory to God and I'm praying for you in the name of Jesus that in this season 
God will position you in the name of Jesus and you will come into the fullness of what God has in store for you at the right time in the name of Jesus Christ. There is such a thing as an idea whose time has come. Glory to God. And then God brings you, organizes events that brings you to that place. Look at Joseph. God created a need in the palace. And Joseph was the only one who could interpret that dream. I'm praying for you in the name of Jesus. There will be a staring in the palaces. And they said there will be a staring in the palaces. That only you will have the solution in the name of Jesus. Can you say a louder amen to that this morning? God deliberately created that sin. Glory to God. And then Goliath began to defy the armies of Israel. It was a deliberate plan by God to bring David into limelight and notability. I said in your space, God is creating a need. Oh, I thought you would say loud amen to that. I said in your space, God is creating a need in the name of Jesus. And only you will show up in the name of Jesus Christ. The king was troubled. There was no man. Glory to God. God deliberately made the king to have a dream that he cannot even understand. God caused that steering. God caused the, the king to have a dream such that he can bring Daniel into limelight. Glory to God. I mean, who, who, who dreams a dream? And says that, see, I had a dream. I want you to come and tell me, not the interpretation of the dream. No. I want you to tell me the dream. The dream I dreamt. Can you imagine that? You know, sometimes we, we I like us to bring things into reality. So, brought Sunday, had a dream. I was not there when he slept. I was not there when he woke up. And then he's telling me that she come and tell him the dream that he dreamt. How many of you here can tell people the dream that they dreamt? So we can know that you have spiritual power. But you see, God, then, see, when, when it is the time for your lifting, um, even the things that look impossible, God will put that answer in your mouth. I'm telling you, have you not, have you not seen people achieve results that even they themselves cannot explain? People have achieved greatness that they cannot really articulate. Glory to God. Yesterday we were talking with Pastor Daniel Watoimbo and he was just telling us that, you know, I don't know, I don't know, a lot of us may not know him, a few of us may know him. He was just saying that, he was talking to us about the white paper match that he does. He was telling us how the idea came. It's amazing that he was, how many of us were there yesterday? Were you, were you the one he shared that? No, I think he was at 
we were together. We were together. Yes, we are at, at the dream space. And I was talking about that. That it was just. I mean, let, let me tell you. He said it, it was just. I mean, they, he couldn't access his, you know, his social media and all that. And they told him that he should, you know, write something on the, on one of the instructions was I should write something on the, on the white paper and then snap, you know, snap it right and send to them so they can know that it's the one that owns their country. That was how it started. Your mistake will turn into a miracle in the name of Jesus. Sometimes when God is said to, to bring a man into greatness, everything begins to work like that man is a genius. I don't even get what I'm saying. And then it looks as if this person has supernatural power. The reason why God gave Daniel the interpretation of the king was because it was the set time to bring Daniel into the dimension of greatness that God has in store for him. This season, God will bring you to that place where you belong. In the name of Jesus Christ, I'm sensing in my spirit that some of you will be called in high places in the name of Jesus and you prefer solutions by the, by the instrumentality of the spirit of God that lives on your inside in the name of Jesus say loud amen this morning so God is deliberate about bringing us into that place glory to God and he does it by creating a chance glory to God I remember how I came into, you know, where I am, where I currently work. There was just a need. Somebody had done something, you know, wrong and then the person had to go and they said, oh, we need somebody. And that was how I came into the picture. There are people sitting on your seat. God will unseat them. Say, God will unseat them in the name of Jesus. There are people sitting on your next level of greatness. I decree in the name of Jesus. God will unseat them in the name of Jesus. Those sitting in your areas of influence, those sitting on your next dimension of greatness, God would unseat them in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, I will overturn and overturn and overturn. Whose right is it? And I will give it to him. I decree in the name of Jesus. It's your season. It's your time. God will overturn and overturn in the name of Jesus. You're coming to that place that God has ordained for you in the name of Jesus Christ. Shout the loudest amen this morning. So God creates a need sometimes. And he creates the need because the time has come for him to raise you up, to lift you, to elevate you. Glory to God. Say glory to God. There are people that would resign so you can come in. They would have resigned and say, ah, why did I resign? God, God put it, God, they made that mistake so you can come in. You hear what I'm saying this morning? Glory to God. God is in the business of raising and lifting men. Glory to God. The Bible says, Psalm 105, verse 18 to 19, talking about Joseph. Turn your Bible to Psalm 105, verse 19, 18 to 19. The screen is not there today, so you have to open your Bible. Praise God. Psalm 105, verse 18 to 19, talking about Joseph. 
says he was bound with chains and feathers until the time that his word came. Now let me say this to you. If God shows you everything that will take you, every journey that you will go through to get to where you're going, to get to that place of greatness, he has ordained for you. Some of you will say you're not going to go. Imagine that Joseph saw the pit. Imagine he saw the prison. Imagine he saw Potiphar's house. Will he dream of the palace? Do you think he would, he would dream of the palace? He would not likely dream of everything. God has orchestrated it. Everything. Lines upon lines. Precepts upon precepts. When people, sh when great people share their stories with you, sometimes you'll be amazed that you mean this person went through this? Glory be to God. Say, glory be to God. I mean, they sold Joseph. Some of you here, your experience looks like they are selling you. They've not sold you, right? Like literally. But the experience you're going through looks like you're being sold. Betrayal. How many of you have been betrayed before? You've been betrayed. Somebody betrayed you. Or you give somebody money and then... Psh, <laughs> then all of a sudden, you're, you're... How many of you, you borrow people money and then after they couldn't pay, they blocked you? Anybody like that? People are wicked. You know, I always say that there are some people that are, they are, they are, they are courageous at evil. They are courageous at evil. I ask them, where's your money? Say, I don't have. And I don't have is I don't have. What I don't have, I cannot give. Maybe you have been people like that before. Say, what, what do you want to do to me? Do you, want, do you want to kill me? Nobody told me that. Do you want to go and sell my car? I said, yes. I want you to go and sell your car. But you see, sometimes the way God operates is that God sees the hand from the beginning. So greatness is a journey. And then the, your greatness is on the other side. And then God begins to take you line upon line. Nobody will achieve greatness without walking with God. Write that down. Nobody will achieve greatness without walking with God or having some kind of spiritual backing. You know that everyone who is great today has some spiritual backing. Don't kid yourself. Has some spiritual backing. There are people who have put, I know people, people that you consider wealthy who put pastors, prophets on payroll. They, their work is to preach. Have you heard something like that before? I've not heard. I know. They put people on payroll, tens of them, some hundreds, praying for them. Praying for them. Greatness doesn't just happen. It is spiritual. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? Glory to God. My question to you this morning is, 
who is your backup? You know, there are people that they want to attain greatness, but they are not willing to pay any, any, any sacrifice. When it comes to real greatness, there has to be a level of sacrifice. Glory to God. Say glory to God. There are people who kill. There are some people that at certain time of the year, they have to kill to renew their greatness. Yeah. There are people that they have to get virgins and use them for sacrifice to renew their greatness. Why are you looking as if you don't believe that? I'm telling you the truth. So the question is, what spiritual thing are you going to do to attain that greatness? What sacrifice are you willing to pay? Yes, tonight my wife and I were, were, were dancing like mad people in our house, in our room. Because greatness doesn't just come. People don't know what you do in the secret. They see you, wow, look at PM, wow. We were, we were literally, you were, you were going to think that we were mad. I'm sure the neighbors would think that we were mad. Because there's something that we are believing God for, that we are aiming hard. There's a level of greatness, glory to God, that we are trusting and believing God for. Praise God in our lives. What would make two grown people to be running in the room? They are saying that they are running prophetically into greatness. What would make two grown, educated imams be doing that? <laughs> it was a point. It was me that I, I thought we was mad. Actually, we are actually mad. Because who is a mad person? A mad person is someone who does things in a different way. That's a mad person. He sees no limitations. Have you seen a madman before? You cross the road that you cross and then you're running, you confidently, he says, say, stop. He's dancing. When there's no beat, he's mad. And the, the same thing applies. You must wake up, you must be you must be able, if you want to attain greatness, I'm telling you this, and God is my witness. If you want to be able to attain greatness, with God as your backup, you must be able to wake up in the night to pray. I'm telling you. What I said to you now, what I said to you now, see, there are some prayers that it's only the night you can pray them. I'll prove it to you scripturally. When Jesus was going to pick his, because he knew that his ministry was dependent on the people that he selects. So when Jesus was going to pick his disciples, what did he do? He prayed all night. When he prayed all night, he now stepped out and then began to say, oh yeah, Peter, follow me. You see, there are some prayers that it is only in the night. I don't know how to explain it. I'm telling you. How did Jacob come into greatness? 
How did Jacob come into greatness? The Bible says Jacob wrestled all night. Some of you are not ready to take your life by force. He wrestled on and he said, I will not let, he grabbed the legs of the man on, on his ankle. He says, I will not let you go. He wrestled all night and that night, God changed his name. God changed his name from Jacob God changed his name from who is Jacob? What's the meaning of Jacob? Talk to me. He's a robber. He's a thief. God changed a man who is a thief to Israel. What is Israel? Nations. Today, God is changing your name in the name of Jesus. I said, God is changing your name in the name of Jesus. You're coming from one point. You're coming from just a nobody. God is making you a father of nations in the name of Jesus Christ. So he wrestled all night. Make no mistakes. There are spiritual forces against people's greatness. Now I'm not saying that to, you know, scare you or anything. Spiritual forces are real. There are forces that are against your destiny. That don't want to come into what God as in store for you. Make no mistakes. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. You think the devil is going to fold his hands and just watch you come into that thing you're praying for? It's not going to happen. You must be kidding to think that the level of greatness, the level of impact you're praying to God for, the level of, you know, prosperity, the level of impact, the level of significance you're praying to God for, it's just going to happen. By just sleeping and waking up, you know, by, by 9 a.m. and say, Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Glory, I'll give you praise. Sometimes you have to wrestle. The Bible says from the time of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violence shall take it by force. There are things that you can't just wrestle and say, glory to God. Oh, Father, I thank you. I give you praise. I give you glory. That is, you have to say, ayakayaka, ayakatika. I'm laying out of what God has said to me. If you cannot pray, you cannot come into what God has in store for you. Glory to God. Glory to God. No man who is not highly spiritual, highly spiritual, but they understand the dimensions of talking to God and engaging God. It was, it was, he said, he said, he said to us, I wake up in the night, I begin to read Psalms. I begin to read Psalms. The Lord is my light. There are people that you think that they are against your life. Go and read Psalms on their lives. In the night, wake up. See, there are some dangerous psalms. I'm telling you. There are some psalms that if you read it, I'm telling you the truth. Somebody is at work. At work, he's trying to sabotage you, pull you down. Go on. He said they will eat their own flesh. Do you get what I'm saying? They will drink their own blood. You open those dimensions. It's not a curse. It's spiritual incantation. There are some of you, you are just too 
you are just too gentle. You've been on a career for 10 years. No growth. And you think it's normal. It's not normal. Or you've been on a salary for, for 15 years. Someone was telling me about someone who has been on a job for, I think, 12 years. Has been earning 50K for 12 years. That can never be the will of God. Never. It can never be the will of God. It says the part of the just. It says I will increase you more and more. Psalm 115, 14. It's more and more. Not more and less. Not less and more. Not less and less. Glory to God. From the time of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffers violence. And the violence should take it by force. People that what the devil is after is their marriage. They are people that what the devil is after is their peace, is their relationship. Glory to God. Some people is their calling. Praise God. Because he has seen that future and he's trying to hinder them from coming into the fullness. You see, everybody has a greatness trigger. Everybody has a greatness trigger. For some people, it's their career. And then you come into the fullness of that career and then every other thing begins to align. Every other thing begins to align. May God cause you to locate your greatness trigger in the name of Jesus. May you stop running to and fro. May God, may God lead you. The Bible says, I will see that you are falling quickly. May the God of my fathers brought it to me. May the God of your fathers bring it to you in the name of Jesus. An end has come to slow motion in your life. It's a season of acceleration in the name of Jesus. May speed come to your feet in the name of Jesus. May you overtake all the chariots of air that have gone ahead of you in the name of Jesus. May God anoint your feet. May you overtake. May you recover all in the name of Jesus. Some of you look at your colleagues and think, oh, they have gone ahead. All you need is just one open door. Just one connection. Just one idea. Just one inspiration. Just one book. Just one job. And then every, just one customer. <laughs> There's a man that I met. He told me, he said, he works for a company. He's an elderly man. Over 70. He said he works for he said he has just two companies that he works for. He said once he gets the contract, he said one comes at the beginning of the year and one, the other contract comes at the, at the, at the mid-year. He said that once he gets the contract at the beginning of the year, that he doesn't need to work again for the next six months. And then he gets the second one he said, just two contracts is what he is. He says, he said, he said, I'm an elderly man. So I can't be jumped. He said, just that. He said, that would take care of every other thing 
that I have to do and everyone around me needs to do. May God give you that one person. That's one open door. That's one connection. In the name of Jesus. That's one increase. That's one promotion. That's one breakthrough. That's one open door. In the name of Jesus. David needed only Goliath. All he needed was just to defeat Goliath. Was just to bring Goliath down. That was all he needed. And every other thing began to align. Every other thing began to align. He got married because of that. He became the king because of that. He had different connections in, with other people like the queen of Sheba because of that. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that in this season, I pray for you that that's one thing, that's one thing, that's one thing, God will open your eyes to it in the name of Jesus. I said, God will open your eyes to it in the name of Jesus. That's one miracle in the name of Jesus. That's one idea in the name of Jesus. That's one contact. That's one video in the name of Jesus that will make all the difference in your life. May God open your eyes to see that's one thing you need to do in the name of Jesus. Trust me. You don't need to do everything. Sometimes it's just one thing. Sometimes all you need is just one advice. One advice. One advice. One connection. I said in the name of Jesus, may God open your eyes. May God open your eyes. May God open your eyes of understanding. Sometimes God will just flood your hearts opened. And then you just realize, this is what I need to do. Somebody here, after this service, you just know what to do. Then you just know what to do. In the name of Jesus, you just know the next step to take. In the name of Jesus. There are people who have their mind tossed in different direction. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. Before the end of this week, God will send you a confirmation. I said God will send you a confirmation. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There are people who need redirection. I pray in the name of Jesus. This month will not hand until your steps are divinely ordered. In the name of Jesus, you will know what to do. You will know who to talk to. In the name of Jesus, you will know where to visit. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. And God gave me a message for someone today. As I round off this teaching, God says to tell you this morning, that your efforts will not be in vain. That, that word was strong in my spirit. God said to tell you that your efforts will not be in vain. I don't know if that word is for you. Shout, my efforts will not be in vain. In the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet this morning. I'm going to pray and say, Father, in the name of Jesus. My efforts will not be in vain. In the name of Jesus, I'm coming into a dimension. Yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus. 
Malakado si friend elegredi balabrakodi alabahaya. Yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Rebranda la bako su friend elegedegedegede bakari alabahaya. Limando loko si friend bredi alabako si friend elegedegedegede. Rada brakala gado shadalabahaya. In the ladabasu prelegede receive confirmations. Receive confirmations. Receive directions right now. Hey, Is somebody praying this morning? You have the next two minutes to pray. I say, Lord, I receive direction, confirmation in the name of Jesus. I know what to do. I know the next step to take in the name of Jesus. My steps are hoarded. My steps are hoarded in the name of Jesus. In the lakos to friend Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Razush Lift your two hands and say, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Say, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Say, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I come into the fullness of all that you have in store for me. In the name of Jesus. Say, Lord, I receive wisdom. I receive understanding. Say, Lord, I know what to do. My ears are opened. In the name of Jesus, I have inspiration from the Holy One. And I know all things. Say, the Holy Spirit is teaching me in the name of Jesus. The Holy Spirit is my guide. The Holy Spirit is my helper. The Holy Spirit is my counselor. The Holy Spirit is my standby in the name of Jesus. And my steps and my thoughts are ordered in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Come on and say, believe in amen. Clap your hands and celebrate Jesus this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We're glad you're part of our community now and trust you are blessed by today's message. Please subscribe to the Shewu Oshibesa podcast. Like and share as well. You can also find Pastor Shewu on Instagram at Shewu Oshibesa or at Grace Made NG.